Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Laura Capon. And I'm Paisley Gilmore. And this week we're joined by Kalanit, who is a relationship therapist and expert in compatibility. Do you notice that I left you to do that? Because I don't know if I can say combat combatability <laughs> every time. <laughs> it goes into combat ability, which two different things. I'm really excited about this episode. Me too. I love this chat. Um, before we get into Kalanit, um, I wanted to talk about your friendship groups. Not just yours, but as. Um do you have like different groups of friends, like single friends, coupled up friends, or all your friends single, all your friends like you? Great question. I don't have loads of friends, if I'm honest. I believe in... <laughs> Great. I have like a few, but really good quality friends as opposed to big groups. But yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe you should share your thoughts first because uh, I need to okay. gather mine. Don't worry. I love to go first. Yeah. So basically I was talking with my more like coupled up friends and it's really hard sometimes for like those conversations not to leave you feeling shit as a single person because obviously naturally they revolve around like houses and babies and partners and I just feel like I have nothing to say in them and I literally sit there and I'm dreading waiting for it to come to me you know you're just dreading it it's like just Mm -hmm. pretend I'm not here just let me blend in (laughs) because I just (laughs) never know what to say and then it makes me so grateful for my single friends because I feel like I never feel like that with them and we can talk about anything but but with my other friends I really struggle I'm like what else could I talk about if it's not a major milestone um yeah do you ever feel like that um yeah I do know what you mean I was gonna say to you like um, do you not, with the coupled up moving in a certain direction, friends, do you never talk about like, I don't know, a film you've watched, a thing you've read, or do all those conversations seem to kind of be around their I think life? I just feel like really, like being honest, I think I feel really pathetic if they're just oh. like, yeah, so we're just like picking kitchen tiles. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Um... <laughs> I just Tell watched um, Forensic Files. How about you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It just Yeah, but you'd say that to your single friends. Yeah, it makes me feel kind of and then I feel bad because I think, no, you like obviously this means a lot to them. You should be giving it your mm. full 
attention and just be happy for them. And it's not that I'm not happy for them, but I just, I find that I don't enjoy that conversation. And then it naturally makes you want to talk to other people more. No, I I, honestly, I think this is so true. And um, in Dolly Alderton's new novel, Ghosts, I mean, this isn't the main point of the story, but it's a lot of it is about her friendship with this old friend. And the old friend is like married, moved out to the suburbs, got two kids. And it's about how she is like the polar opposite to the main character who's single, dating, and how like them not taking an interest in each other's lives because they're so different impacts their friendships. And that got me thinking about how like it's been really important for me in recent years to make friends with queer people because like being around couples all the time. I love my friends who are in couples, but like the things that are important to them aren't remotely important to me. Like I'm not going to follow a path of getting married, having kids, buying a house Mm. because that's not how it works for a lot of queer people. So it's like, I've realized the importance of having friends who are like me. Um, Not saying we can only exist in an echo chamber, but I think like you say, it's important to have all types of friends. Yeah. And I never thought of it from your point of view in that sense of, yeah, if you've just got loads of boring straight friends <laughs> straight couple <laughs> friends oh. I didn't say it she said it snooze fest but yeah I, I agree know. that's I am conscious that you don't want to be in an echo chamber and because also mm. your single friends might not stay single forever but yeah. I'm just really grateful for them I, I guess it's that thing of having friends that reflect your stage of life as well as friends mm-hmm. that are I don't want to say ahead but at a different stage of life yeah that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad it's not just me, though, because, yeah, honestly, it just, you just feel rubbish afterwards. And then I think, I bet they don't think anything of it. But the whole time, mm-hmm. I just think, oh, God. And then, like, for the next time, I'm trying to plan something, plan an update. But we're yeah. in lockdown. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Like, no. Although I was saying to my friend the other day, we were talking about, she's just got married. And, like, half of us are single, half of us are married in our friendship group. And she was saying, like, I do get a bit bored, you guys, just talking about dating all the time and the dates you've been on. She was like, it just feels like we're having the same conversation and we're like interesting, smart women. We've got so much more to say than just about our love lives. And I was like, do you know what? It's so true. And in the recent weeks, we've talked more about like books and politics and stuff. And I'm like, we can very easily like prioritise chat about relationships, whether that's single or not. But like our friendship should be so much more than that, right? Yeah, and also the other way, like I'm really conscious in my close circle of friends, only one of them has a baby. And I'm so conscious that not to alienate her either. Like there's things she mm. must, you know, like she either would like to talk about it or just, you know, you know. It's, so I guess it's also being aware of how other yeah. people feel as well. Like on the flip side of that, like how she must hate it if we sit there talking about, yeah, I woke up at like 12 today. <laughs> yeah, she must be like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is what Dolly talks about in her book a lot. She said sometimes those friendships where you're in different stages of life, like you rub up against each other because you almost see the other person's lifestyle choice as a rejection of your own. Like, because yeah. they're out having fun and dating and being single. You're, you, if you're the one who's married with a kid, you might feel like, oh, well, they think they're above me and they're having much more fun. And then the other way around, the single person might be like, oh, they don't see my experiences as valid because I don't have like a proper relationship and stuff so everyone's feeling left out I guess but just not not saying it yeah communication hey what have we learned it's important in friendships too (laughs) friendships are like seasons yeah (laughs) that's just just a quote is that it (laughs) how are they like seasons mate they change 
Okay. That <laughs> they was go it. cold and hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is why I'm not the person we're going to be interviewing on compat- compatibility. Oh, God, this is going to be hard, isn't it? Look away now, anyone who can't cope with <laughs> mispronunciation. <laughs> okay, let's, um, let's try this. We're joined today by Dr. Kalanit Ben-Ari, a psychologist specialising in relationships with more than 20 years experience of working with couples. And she's here to teach us about romantic compatibility and what it really means. Hello. Hi, hi. 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 Thanks so much for coming. This is something um, Laura and I are quite obsessed with talking about. So we're going to be quite nerdy and keen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward. (laughs) Yay. So... What is compatibility? Like, why is everyone so obsessed with it? <laughs> I, I think that for a, each person, it will be something different. Um, mm. And sometimes in our culture, when couples have the first conflict, they think that maybe they are not uh, in the right fit and maybe they need to replace the partners. Um, mm. So I think it means many things to different people, if that makes sense. No, definitely. And do you think, I mean... I always say, like, we're kind of sold a lot of lies about it through, like, pop yes. culture and romantic comedies. Do you think that's the case? And do you think people learn what they think it is from those things? Yes, definitely. It's a it's a false stories that we are uh, talking about and watching. And if it's a songs or movies or a poets from since we are uh, young girls and boys about relationship, about how it looks like. Social media doesn't add to that where people put only <laughs> photos of a beautiful self. Um, But I think at the end of the day, you know, we have many expectations with the from potential partners and that's okay, but we need to be realistic and Mm. no one is perfect and we are not perfect as well. Maybe you guys, I'm not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh no, we are definitely. Yeah, yeah, we're close. (laughs) But I I usually tell people, think about four or five non-negotiable values, core values that you are Mm. looking in your potential partner. And then also we want to add some level of attractions that will be there. Um, so for me, this is the place that I guide people to start to look at about what are the core values and start from there. I feel like five, four or five is quite high, or is that just me? <laughs> what, do you, do you not have five? Not <laughs> Laura. <laughs> some of the values you might not think about as a value, but it's important. For example, if you want children or not. If you want, sorry, children. Yes, Oh, yes. Okay. So, for example, for example, about gender roles, uh, do you want to develop your career or do you prefer the old uh, version of gender roles where your partner will um, provide and you will be at home? So there are many uh, core values that are not spoken as ex- and then it's come across as expectations. Oh, okay. That it's not clear to us. So it's not only values about family or about spare time or about religious. For some people, it's more important than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also the basic. And sometimes we hear something at the, at the first uh, date and then we say, oh, they will change their minds. But if someone says, I don't want children, it's less likely that they will change their minds. Or if someone says, I don't see myself ever, ever living outside of London and you are a countryside a person, it's, it might be a clash. So should you say you're single and you're looking um, for like a long term relationship mm-hmm. and compatibility is 
something you want to you want <laughs> um should you sit down with yourself first then and make this list of five values that are kind of deal breakers for you Ooh, definitely like definitely because the more you will be focused on it even energetically i believe you will attract the right people yeah can, can we what? just go mm. sorry can we no, just go over more of the f- i'm quite enjoying this so whether you want children where you'd like to live what are some other for like, many people ones? it will be different for one person it won't be important where they are living or what is the religious for yeah. others it will be something very very um, significant um children i think it's important one because mm-hmm. you know if if you hear from a partner and it can be a woman or a male it's not only the males but some women mm-hmm. don't want children and then you think no she will grow into it we will have a relationship she will change her mind it's less likely to happen. <laughs> yeah. And what, what kinds of other values do people often want to have in common? I guess, yeah, through the couples you see and work with, what's like a common compatibility that's Yes, I think that success? the gender roles at home are important. I think that uh, also um, attitude around spare time, uh, if you are outdoors, if you think to do things by yourself, if you are more family-oriented, uh-huh. uh, family values are important. Another mm. piece, it's about self-development. If you're mm. really interested and invested in self-development and your partner um, doesn't feel that this is important or is something that's attractive for them, so you can see clashes there as well. Yeah. Obviously, if you've been together from a younger age, mm-hmm. and surely people's, do people's kind of um, values change or will those core values stay the same? I think that we are a complicated human being and we are changing and we are involved in all the time. And the basic that it's important, in my opinion, in, if we are speaking about values, it's about friendships, it's about honesty, it's about open communication, it's about growing together and supporting each other as individuals, but as couples as well. Mm. And as long as you have that kind of curiosity and respect, respect not only for the similarities, but also for the differences, mm. In, in curiosity about that, you will grow together. For, in, it may be that you are in a long-term relationship since a young age, but maybe not. But still, you need that as a baseline. Yeah. You need to create the atmosphere that whenever problems will arise, the atmosphere will be right for you to talk about that, if that makes sense. Communication. Yeah. Yes. We love that one. Um, so it's okay to be different as long as you like give each other the respect and space to be different and explore your differences. Definitely there will be places that we are different. We don't need to be similar in everything. So even with I, hobbies. I think people, people assume they have to be like the same kinds of people, but is that just nonsense? Uh, it's, it's yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On some levels, we need some similarities. For example, the values. Okay. Mm. Or with spare time, we would like to have something in similar. So it's not that whenever we have time, especially with family, when it's more busy, whenever we have time, we are doing our own things. And, but on things, it's also important. So you want to find uh, the balance in between. But you always have uh, something that is different. Even if we look at magnets, a mm-hmm. positive and positive will clash. You are attracted, positive is attracted to negative. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they are conscious level and they are unconscious level. So if you want, we can go to the unconscious level. But in the unconscious level, you also see similarities and differences that we can predict uh, and can understand. What is the unconscious level? Unconscious level is that you are, going, you are falling in love unconsciously by ah. people who hold some of the characters, positive and negative, more emphasis on the negative of the pe- people that raised you. Um, and the similarity will be 
unconsciously, the similarity will be that you have, you hold you and your partner, um, the same, we call it wound, but it's not wound because you were growing up in a traumatic uh, environment, because there was some longing at some um, stage in your childhood that was not met. Some longing for connection of some unmet needs. And what we see with couples that we come and we are fail, feel attractions to partners unconsciously that they feel that they experience the same wound, they have the same longing. So there is a similarity there. But what we can see is that the way to defend against that a longing was opposite than ours. So, for example, if mm. uh, for one uh, as a child and therefore as an adult in a different form, when they experience pain or maybe there is a new baby at home or maybe parents are in conflict themselves, something happens in the family. So for them to deal with the pain or frustration, it was will be or it was will be maybe shutting down or close the door or cry by themselves or go to the fantasy world or distract themselves. Yeah. Uh, for adults, it will be going to the screen, going outside for friends, going to drink or to smoke, you know, <laughs> but yeah. withdrawing from the relationship. For others, they use their energy differently. They may be cling or they may be cried for longer or harder. Mm. And as adults, they will be maybe more aggressive or raise their voices or chase the other one and want to speak about the issue right now. So it's two dif- different defensive mechanisms. And we are tend to fall in love with the other one, not in the one that is oh, similar no. to us. <laughs> and that causes oh. a lot of problems, doesn't yes. it? Yes. So couples? this is how I tell you there is similarity in the wound. For example, if both of you felt in your family that you are not heard. Mm. So mm. one of you, you will feel that you need to speak a lot because you don't feel heard and the other one will shut down. But the mm-hmm. core will be similar. The core pain will be similar. The longing uh. to be heard will be similar, if that so, makes sense. Yeah. So I like crying alone. And I'm <laughs> unlikely to fall in love with someone that likes crying in front of everyone. Not necessarily crying, but he would like to speak about it. Okay, right. <laughs> with you yeah. when you'd want to be alone. Yeah. And you'd be like, leave me alone. Exactly. Me alone. I've got my playlist. <laughs> so is it if you are with a person who kind of behaves the opposite to you in that way can you still make it work or are you just inherently not compatible and you won't get on no definitely the i think the whole um, idea of unconscious falling in love this is the nature way of telling you the part of you needs to grow part of you needs to develop and your partner is there as a great mentor of (laughs) as a mirror of what needs to be developed for you so i see that more as opportunity for growth for self-reflection, to understand something about yourself and to grow yourself back to your own uh, wholeness. Can you work on that stuff together on your own or is that something that you kind of have to go and see a therapist or a couple's counsellor for to kind of negotiate that? First of all, I'm not sure I'm fond of the word negotiation because negotiation in a relationship doesn't work. And we say the soul doesn't need the negotiation. (laughs) There is something more than that. There is more growth and healings to happen. You can start by yourself. And if you are a curious person, you can start by reading some books, getting the love that you want. It's a great book to start with. It's an imago approach. So you can start the process by yourself, definitely. You can come for a weekend's um, educational workshop for couples to start the process as well, not necessarily 
therapy. I know you said earlier about the magnet example. So obviously we've mm-hmm. all heard the saying um, opposites attract. Is that true? Like can an extrovert and an introvert work really well as a couple or kind of in your experience what do you think i think again depends on which topic we are talking about if one of you is very outspoken Mm -hmm. uh, two the same will be feel quite crowded (laughs) (laughs) so one will be a little bit more quiet maybe socially the other one will be a little bit more outspoken and that's okay you are walking you can walk as a team ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And, and you can also learn from each other. Maybe at work you will need to step up a little bit and then you can learn from your partner or the other way around. On some areas, if it's related to the core values, it might be on the way of being in a healthy and successful relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's really identifying what means, I guess what your non, I know you don't like the word negotiable, but what your non-negotiables are. Yes, exactly. What is the values that are really important for you? Yes. And can we talk about sexual compatibility and whether that, is that a thing? What do you think about the term and is it important? I think that some level of attraction needs to be there because if not, we are roommates. (laughs) managing life but there is no intimacy and intimacy it's important on so many levels uh, in a long-term relationship and it's in many times it's the glue of the relationship Mm -hmm. but some will have attraction straight away and some people will develop attraction with time for example i know people or women that didn't want to date someone who is um, not Mm -hmm. tall or not taller than them and then they gave it a chance and they they fall in love and attraction follows the personality Mm of knowing the other person. So it's different for different people, but I, my personal opinion, um, we need to have some level of attractions between couples. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I say sexual compatibility, I mean like, do you have to want the same kind of sex? Do you have to have matching sex drives? Do you have to like, for, for it to work? At the start of the relationship, anyway, you don't have a clear understanding mm-hmm. of that because of different hormones in your brain. <laughs> You experience each other differently. So even if you have, generally speaking, low libido, on the honeymoon stage, you will express higher um, behaviors. 
So it's difficult to say the start of the relationship. And also there are different stages in the relationship. After a given birth, uh, the woman will be more towards the baby mm-hmm. than maybe interested about sex if she's breastfeeding and things like that. So there are different stages um, with different ways. But I think that it's important that you have a conversation with your partner, that it's easy to talk about it or about anything, not about only about mm-hmm. sex, but that your pleasure is important for your partner. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So you can talk about what you... There is, on the one hand, there is the skills and there is the attractions. And if there is no attractions whatsoever... It will be maybe challenging, but if there is attractions and it's only a matter of skills and your partner and you can develop and learn and grow together, so that's beautiful. It's all we can hope and dream for. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the idea is that you want to feel that your partner wants to invest in your Mm -hmm. pleasure. There is some... um, space to grow your intimacy together okay um how do you figure out if you're compatible with someone in the sense of also i did that combat compatible <laughs> with someone um because i obviously understand those core values but you know if you're just getting to know someone you don't necessarily want to ask those things straight away is there any like observations you can look out for any other kind of signs yes definitely i think uh, starting conversations you can start a meaningful conversation in many ways but maybe if it's a first or second date you won't do it directly but if you are watching a movie you're speaking about the characters in the movies and their narratives if you are sitting in the restaurant not now with the covid but post-covid and they see something that happens in the next table and they comment about that. You can maybe open up conversations about that. You can speak about friends or family member. Um, and you can just start to trigger those conversations about the values that are important to you without saying, the first date, I want children. How many do you want? Yeah. Watch something like Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen. Oh, do you want 12 children? I'm just wondering. It's just the film. <laughs> but sometimes by comments that people are making about others, you learn so much if you are listening carefully yeah. and with curiosity. So you can open many, you know, you're reading a book, you can share it with your partner and then starting to talk about their characters. I love that. We bring our own narratives when we are speaking about others. It's like you're on a, sec- you're on a date, but you're also on a secret mission. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm not sure I will support that. Right? <laughs> um, also, can this is um, Paisley wrote this question, but I'm desperate to know what's the difference between romantic compatibility, <laughs> compatibility, and platonic compatibility? Um, because this always happens to me um, mm-hmm. that I feel like I really get on well with someone and that we are compatible in so many ways, but then they don't see me in a romantic sense. Where am I going wrong? No, Laura. I hate oh. it when she says that. I don't believe she's ever been in the wrong, so. <laughs> so maybe I will phrase it how I can learn from okay. that or what I need to learn or how I need to grow from that. Um, Laura, before I answer that question, I want to say another piece about your previous questions about how figuring out and what to figure out in the first date. It's also related to the stage that you are in. If you are young, 20 years old, you are not really in a hurry to figure out how many children your partner wants and if at all. 
But if you are on your early 40s, you don't also want to waste your mm-hmm. time. So it might be also related. Okay, I will go to a question. So I'm hearing that you, you are with relationship and, and, and sometimes it feels like at the end they feel that it's more oh, I'm, suitable to be friends. I'm with, so yeah, I'm without a relationship. But when I kind mm-hmm. of, um, there's a few people that I've liked and got very close to and I thought we were heading that way. But then they're like, oh, you're just a really great mate. First of all, it might be a good sign for the start. Some relationships that I know, many of them actually started with a, a good friendship, mm. very, very close friendship. So I want, I would go with possibilities and I won't see it as a closing the door for potential of something else. Many great relationships started with a good, good foundation of friendships. Mm, okay. So I, could, I could break so that door for- down. Great. Wear them down, <laughs> Elsie. <laughs> wear them down <laughs> gently opening the door <laughs> um, but what if what if that door's locked and they threw away the key I think you want to be also, I think that you want maybe to be what, with someone that appreciates you and feel uh, attraction mm. if you are talking about uh, attraction I think that you deserve it um, so I don't want to start to ask too many personal questions about the <laughs> situations about you. Laura is trying to get um, a free therapy session while we record sorry. a podcast. <laughs> Classic. Maybe we can do another one and then you decide if you want to, to use it or mm. not. Um, but I, can, I think you can be curious about that. And, and if it's a good friend, you can be curious with those questions with them mm-hmm. or also with yourself about what's going on here in... And just to start observing what's coming uh, to your mind when you open out questions, just to open it yeah. up. Just be curious about that. Okay, thank you. But you know, you said um, attraction can grow, so you don't necessarily need mm-hmm. to feel like an instant attraction to someone. How long should you kind of give it? Because basically, I've been watching Married at First Sight, and a lot of the couples are mm-hmm. like... <laughs> I'm just not attracted to her. And I think, well, give it a bit of time. But also, you don't want to give it like three months and, you know, almost waste someone's time when you're not sure if it's friendship or more kind of thing. Yes, but I think there is an issue with our culture, with all the social media. We are very, very easy and quick to Mm, judge. Agreed. And if we are serious about finding a partner for life, we need to give it a good possibilities and time and space um, not with those those measurements in our head and just to be just to be with them just to be just to experience without the judgment because we have what it's called negative bias and we will see the negative and we will find the negative and the older we become and if we're still single we'll see more negative than the positive so it's really being in the present and just experiencing and having more fun um, and let that feeling lead you. Oh, it's that's so interesting because is, isn't it? All my um all my single friends who are using dating apps at the moment, like they really want to find a partner. And rightly so, they have a lot of um deal breakers or things that are important to them. But they'll come back from a date and be like, Oh, he was great in every way, but he's a vegan and I can never date a vegan. And I'll think as if you're throwing away potential relationships with someone great just for something that seems to me so nonsensical. Um, So like on one hand, it's really good that we know our worth and we know what we want. But on the other hand, maybe we uh, give too much value to like silly 
innocuous traits. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, yes. And I think that our culture also very individualism mm. and we don't see the space between and what does it mean and relationship, successful relationship requires flexibility. Yeah. Flexibility in the mind, in the behaviors, in the way that we see things, understand things, react to things. And if being vegan, it's one of your four non-negotiable values. Mm. So, okay. But if it's not one of the four, so you will have differences. The important is how you're going to communicate about that. Yeah. Is there enough um, and love and compassion and curiosity and respect to speak about our differences? How we can learn from each other? Bring me to your world why it's important for you to be vegan. Let me understand it from your perspective. And I will tell you what is, from my perspective, I let... If, if someone says something is so scary for them, so they don't want to go on, I'm asking, what is the fear here? What is the danger? Mm. Yeah, because usually there is not much danger. It's the stories that we tell ourselves about that. I see. Um, could you have great compatibility with someone, but still not make a great couple? I think that if you don't have that level of attractions or physical intimacy, um, so that important piece that might be missing, mm. and then we call it emotional divorced a couple because they might be living together, managing house, finance, children, but there is no intimacy between them. And I say intimacy not only in the sexual aspect, but also there is no, I'm not sharing with you really my deepest thought or my deepest dreams or my deepest yeah. fears. I'm more managing by myself, not in a way of a couple. Um, so this piece I think is will be missing if in a relationship. That's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't have to be like no, that. <laughs> no, you're very true. Um, are, I know we kind of touched on this, but would you say there's any issues that you have to be compatible on um, aside from the children argument? No, no, I think it's about uh, it's about your core values. Mm. Um, I will take it there. But also the, there is the uh, personal one, which is the values, mm. and there is the general one. And the general one, it's more about the character. If you feel your partner, potential partner, is very aggressive or passive aggressive, they are not talking, but you are afraid to talk. If you feel that you are intimidated by raising a conversation or talking about something, if you feel that they are um, not curious or open to discuss issues, maybe if it's alcohol or drugs or whatever it is that you want to speak, then you see that they are... Not taking responsibility or not opening up to see what they can do different. So I think all of those are red flags that I will say about uh, fighting a good fit for a long-term relationship. And do you think people can change? Because I know you said about the children argument. If someone says mm -hmm. they don't want children, you know, t trust them on that. They're unlikely to change. But can people really change um, their core values or will they kind of, is it better to just kind of end things? I think that the people, people change. If, if we won't change, we will die. We change and we involve. Mm. Uh, but at the start of the relationship, we bring our best self. Mm. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So if it's yeah. my best self at the start of the relationship, I don't want to come to your family dinners because it's not something that I value. And you value and you want to go Saturday and Sunday to family um, events, 
it's less likely to change in a long-term relationship because at the start of the relationship, we bring our best self, we bring our most effort. Um, so some people change, but you need the start of the relationship, respect what they are. you are hearing and knowing that you are not going to change it. If the change will happen, it will be their responsibility, their size, but you are going to have a relationship with how you understand them at this point. That is... I that's so true you are that you make the most effort at the beginning mm. and if you can't be bothered then you're not going to yes. be bothered when you've been together like three years oh I like yes. that well I don't like it but it's an important <laughs> thing to remember isn't it it makes it more simple doesn't it to like understand um yes it's like me and my friends always say if you're dating someone and at the start they're not obsessed with you then we're not interested <laughs> we're always like <laughs> they've got to be obsessed with me otherwise I'm not interested <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not sure I will agree with that. <laughs> yes, you but, do. It's very professional <laughs> advice. <laughs> but even with the, with children, I know couples that um, they share the value at the start of the relationship that they didn't want children. And when they become 42 or 33, they change mm. that and they try everything that they can with IVF and, and to have children. So people might change, but you cannot start a relationship on the assumptions that they will change their mind on something that it's your core value because it probably will be in the relationship. Yeah. Okay. So if you say, okay, I'm not sure if I want children, you know, or maybe I'm divorced and I have children, so I don't feel the need and my partner don't want. So we, it's a good foundations to start. Okay, great. Do you think there's anything else that like people should know if they are looking for a compatible partner right now? I will look about the process and about how you are relating to each other. So when you see or your partner sees that you are in pain or they are in pain, how you're approaching the not so nice and, and high uh, moments of the relationship. Um, so then we want to see that we have someone that we can grow together, yeah. that we have respect, that we can say our own truth or say what is on our heart in, in a safe way for them to hear, yes? Not with mm. blaming and shaming them, but they are engaged in that. So I think that the communication and that you are involving together, it's important. And someone that's going to be sort of there for you when there isn't really kind of any advantage to them. I, I see what you mean, like if it's, they're actually putting themselves out for you. Exactly. Not someone that will make you small or make you look at you down or you want to feel empowered and you want to empower them. And whenever there is a, a conflict, you you learn the skills and, and it's skills in many many cases, you learn to skill how to repair and how to connect again and how to grow together as a couple. Um, we did an episode on love languages. Do you think um, mm -hmm. that can help as well, like knowing your love language and discussing that with each other? Yeah, yes, yes, I love that approach and it's beautiful. And the more you know about your partner and what love means to them and you speak their own language, you are a, a filling the tanks of love. Mm. And when we have a better atmosphere, when the atmosphere at, um, uh, in between uh, the couple, the space between is filled with love and kindness and compassion in the way that the partner understands it, uh, the better it will be to communicate on the things that we don't agree on. Oh, Dr. Kellner, I feel like you have filled me with love this afternoon. Oh! <laughs> My honour, <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, if people want to find you, not in a creepy way, but to look up your work or contact you, how do they do that? Yes. So my uh, Instagram, it's Dr. Kalanit, K-A-L-A-N-I-T. My website, it's kalanitbenari.com. Um, 
Yes, and I would like to hear from you. <laughs> Come to weekends for couples, educational weekends. It's lovely. I just need to get, I'll get another half and then I'll book on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Welcome. A pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I love the idea of people who are looking for romance, um, like writing their little list and going out and like just finding that. I don't know. I just feel like that's so proactive. I want to write. Do you know what we should do, right? We should write our little lists and then for our next... from the next intro we read them out oh my god yeah i bet we'll have things the same oh my god are we getting really like 14 year old sleepover (laughs) oh my god and then we'll share our lists (laughs) i do think because when she said four or five it's not that i'm desperate i mean (laughs) i'm desperate but i don't know i thought but when she kind of broke them down it made more sense to Mm -hmm. me because i always just think of like children and maybe religion yeah and what about where you want to live? I hadn't even thought of that, to be honest. Because oh. I guess it depends where you meet them. Yeah. So maybe I'm more open. Maybe that's not a... Oh, yeah, it's not a deal breaker. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go away and do that. It's our homework. And then we can discuss them next week. Great. Stunning. Can't wait. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this brings us to the end of this episode of Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. Thanks to Kalanit for joining us and to you for listening. If you have any sex questions or dating dilemmas, message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK. Cosmopolitan's All The Way With was recorded by Number 8 Studios remotely and is available to download on all the usual podcast apps. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.